This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele, and today we're talking about closing loops. Today I'm going to share with you an incredibly valuable insight from my last trip out to Salt Lake City for a consulting arrangement and how when you start implementing it in every aspect of your life, you'll find just how much more you can get done in less time. So if you're new to the show, you might not realize this, but I have a, a component of my life, a component of my, my business that allows me to spend some really incredible time with some brilliant entrepreneurs. I'm business owner specifically. And what I do is I, I get to go out and actually consult with the executive team and the operational staff of companies, right? They're typically two to three day arrangements and really lights my soul on fire. Like it's something that I absolutely love doing. Love doing it for a number of different reasons, right? I can make a big impact. I can associate with some really game-changing individuals. And it's very quantifiable, right? I, I get to land and connect, make an impact, and then come home. And while doing that, I've, this has been an ongoing part of my business, something that's really admittedly quietly running in the background. It's, so far, I haven't promoted it or, or shared it consistently, other than with you as you're listening, um, because it's not necessarily very scalable, super enjoyable, but I don't want to be away from Lindsay and Gianna. I like being home in the office. I like the consistency of how my life is set up. So I'm really trying to figure out the structure for that. But I've had this incredible opportunity to spend time with multiple organizations. Almost every owner, C-suite executive, top of the food chain type of individual says the same thing. We don't have a communication issue. We communicate over, over the moon together. We're always communicating. We're always having meetings. We're always connecting. Maybe you can relate, right? Whether it's inside a business that you're an employee of or that you own, or maybe it's just inside your household, right? With your wife, your kids, maybe your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. That there's like always communication happening. There's always conversations. But yet when I pivot and I go what I call downstream to some of the boots on the ground, the soldiers in the field, if you will, they all say the same thing. I just don't really feel like I know what's going on. I don't feel like, you know, we're all cohesive. And right, so right there is a friction point, right? When the, the generals in the tent are saying go one way and the soldiers on the ground aren't hearing the message the same way, there's chaos, while it be, can be controlled chaos, nonetheless, there's chaos. And so this, again, happens in a lot of households. It's very fascinating as I look at this, as, I, as I'm sharing this out loud with you, to look at my life of going from personal development coach, and I've had business successes and failures prior to that, but then realizing the clients that I really love that got me most motivated were some of the powerful individuals that own businesses, right? because we're solving mental things and we're kind of almost always spinning into business, sales, operation, marketing, management. And then that spins into right, a handful of clients working in a one-to-one capacity that all happen to be business owners. And that spins into me helping other coaches, mentors, and consultants growing and scale their business from how I've done it to my, like, done my own. And now it's spinning into right, the consulting side of things with a mastermind component that's a true mastermind. When I say true mastermind, I find it a little humorous. That term gets thrown around consistently, right? I'm in this mastermind. I'm in that mastermind. 
And while I love it, right, because go back to the work of Napoleon Hill, that's one of the ways that we can leverage the brilliance of people around us. That's how we all get ahead quicker is to collaborate with other powerful individuals. But the masterminds that I see today are much different than the mastermind that I get the privilege of creating slash co-founding slash taking over, which I'll share on tomorrow's episode. It's different in the fact that there's only going to be a handful of people in it. And there's some serious criteria to it. And the reason for the serious criteria is not because of, uh, you know, nose in the air, feeling as I'm better than. But there's different devils that we face at different levels in business. And the struggles that I had from starting out in business to a quarter million dollars a year, those were specific struggles. Then the next set of struggles from 250 to 750 grand, maybe even a million a year, those were their own struggles. Right? And they had to be maximized. And then a million plus, right? There's new struggles that I don't know how to overcome yet. And so having a mastermind in which you get together with people that have reached a certain level of monetary success inside of a business, revenue, not profit, and being able to leverage the brilliance of one another and ask how we can solve problems together is something much different. And again, tune in to the next episode if you're curious about that. It's just where things are going. Right, but I'm sharing all this because I get this incredibly unique perspective from psychology and personal development and then business and then systems and then scale and then operations and all these things are converging at the same point as I'm inside of an organization. Soldiers don't feel like they know what the generals are thinking. Generals don't know what the soldiers are thinking, but everybody says they communicate. And so I, I ask these questions from everybody, right? Try to put together the pieces, present a plan. I don't care what didn't go right yesterday. I care how do we make it go right today and tomorrow? And so to make it go right today and tomorrow, I'm realizing that while communication is happening very consistently, the feedback loops are not being closed to ensure success. And let me explain what that means to you. This will also work inside your household, with your family, your children, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles. This works every aspect of life, but so few actually master this. All right, so this hypothetical corporation, all right, everybody gets together and has conversations. There's micro meetings everywhere. Well, micro meetings are inefficient because very rarely is everybody needed to make a decision, execute a decision, report back on a decision in the micro meeting. So right away, we eliminate those. No more micro meetings. Then we determine a time for one major meeting. And a major meeting is not long in duration, it's major in impact. See, whether you know it or not, 35, maybe 45 minutes, people's attention drops off dramatically. It has to be poignant. The meeting has to be direct. And so you come into the room, and there has to be something to write on. Not sheets of paper. While every individual participant of the meeting should have paper to take their own notes, the person running the meeting, i.e., CEO, person in charge, owner, whatever it would be, should have some sort of, we'll call it whiteboard, whiteboard wall, blackboard, don't care what it is, but should have it so they can write in their own writing so everyone can see it. And they should be able to see it because something happens when words come out of your mouth and you see it written down on a board 
in the handwriting of the person that's leading the charge. Right, so the meeting starts with, to set the right tonality and intention, as an organization right now, let's rapid fire. What are things we can do to make money and what are the things we can do to save money? Right out of the chute. Right, right away, what can we do? And as the owner, you're not even looking back at the tribe. You're just writing on the board. What's next? What's next? What's next? And it's energy and it's focus and it's push and it's exciting. And we do that because it pushes. We do that because it pushes the company forward. We do that because it shares the intention of the meeting. And right, you're going to get a whole bunch of things on the board, hopefully. Then you look real quick and say, okay, what are the ones that are going to make us the most money? Let's circle the, th the three that have the biggest impact. And you circle them, right? Real big, circle, circle, circle. And what are the three that are going to save us the most money? Circle, circle, circle. And then from there, scale of one to three, which one can we execute the quickest? One, two, three, one, two, three. Following me so far? I hope so. And this, again, this can work in your family budget. This can work in your business if you're an employee or if you're a manager or if you're an owner. It works every time. Then very quickly, we take the number one. We say, what's it take to pull this off? How can we start and progress this over the next seven days? Because you have the same meeting seven days in the future. And you break it out. And it's not reducing it down to the ridiculous, but they're action items for whoever it is in charge of making it happen. And so typically, there's a handful of action items to progress it as far forward as one as possible in the next seven days. Awesome. Done. Super quick. Right, and so now that's the tonality that sits up on the top left-hand corner of the board. It's there so people can see it. Look, the business only has two functions, make money and save money. That's what business is. And really, right, looking at Warren Buffett's words, the number one rule of business is don't lose money. The number two rule of business is refer back to rule number one. That's really all this is. And so that part gets done, right? That's four, five, six minutes. It's quick. It's direct. Then we shift into the one door, three key principle. What's the one major thing you're committing to have done in the next seven days and what are the three small topics or items that you're going to need to complete in order to pull that off? This works again 100% of the time. It causes and makes certain that people don't overcommit to more things than they can get done. It flushes everything out so everybody in the room can see what the, t the important things are. And all of a sudden you start to close these feedback loops because everyone sees where the company's going. And it's the CEO's role, responsibility to say, no, 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 that's not a good idea. Or yes, that's brilliant, do that. And so it, and so it is, right? And these meetings are just upper management. These are not everybody in the company. These are upper management only. And that's typically another 15, 20 minutes. That's now about 30, 35 minutes for the meeting. It's been quick, it's been energetic. Then we switch to a little house cleaning. And the house cleaning, right, is we have some grievances there. Let's get it out right now. Are there communication breakdowns? Are there things that we're missing? Is everybody clear on the direction of the business over the next seven days? Does anybody have any questions on why these things exist? Does anybody need to figure out how to schedule appointments and meetings with other department heads in order to pull these off? Let's do it right now. Let's commit to the day and time of the meeting here. Let's put it on our calendars. Now we're starting to close that loop, right? Because what happens in most meetings, okay, you guys are going to meet? Great. Go meet. No, no, no. When are you going to meet? Where are you going to meet? How long is the meeting going to be for? What's the desired outcome? 
how will we know if it was achieved? All those things are fleshed out right in front of everybody, real time. And just that structure closes the loops on a way an organization runs. Now, make no mistake, the first time or two, it's super exciting. People are motivated. Then all of a sudden, it feels like you're checking boxes again. You're doing it because you feel like you have to. And none of us like to do stuff we feel like we have to. But we do it nonetheless. So you got to spice it up a little bit. You got to mix it up. A little different cadence, a little different flow. But no matter what, in and out within 45 minutes. So think about this in your own life, right? Let's talk about if you're one of the, the fortunate ones like I am with a child. Kid gets home from school. You have any homework today? Yeah, I got a little. Okay, when are you going to get it done? Right? How often does that happen? Let's just map this out. I'm just going to role play how it works at our house. Hey, sweetheart, how was school? It was good. Great, well, we're on today. Got to give me one, got to give me the top two favorite things that went on today, and it can't be lunch and it can't be recess. So she's forced to think of school in a positive light. No matter how bad she has to dig, she's got to bring up some of the positives. Like, I'm, okay, this is a great thing happened and this great thing happened. Fantastic. Can you explain more about those? Right? Can you give me a little more information? Because I want her to teach me, right? Because if you can't teach, you don't know it. And if you don't know it, you can't live it. And if you can't live it, why bother learning it? And so now she has to repeat what she's learned throughout the day. And it's embedding it deeper in her subconscious so she doesn't forget it when it's time for a test. And so she's sharing that. And she's excited to share it because I'm actively listening. I'm a willing participant. Give me what you got, sister. I want all of it. And then from that aspect, say, man, I love you. That's so impressive. Thank you so much. I didn't know any of that stuff. By the way, what homework do you have tonight? I have math and I have reading. Fantastic. And when are we going to get that math and reading homework done? What time are we going to start? Uh, how about eight? Okay. Well, how long do you think it's going to take you to get it done? I don't know, 30 minutes? Okay. Well, 30, it might take 30, but let's leave 45 just in case. That sound good? I get that positive feedback. She's like, yeah. Okay, that sounds good. And great, it's going to take 45 minutes. And you start at 8. You get done at 8.45 and I want to spend some time as a family. So how about this? How about you start at 7.45? How about you get it done without being stressed? How about we're there to support you? And how about when you're done, we check it together? All that can be done by 8.30, right? Well, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. And when it's all done by 8.30 and we check that you did it all correctly, how about we do something else? How about we spend time as a family playing a board game, reading books, doing something together, tying in the reward mechanism. That's a complete closed feedback loop. It's getting her to do something she doesn't necessarily want to do, tying it down to the fact she has to have it done in a specific amount of time, and then rewarding the behavior on the backside by presenting something that she likes. She's like, absolutely. Sounds great. So when this happens, we have no issue ever with Gianna getting her homework done because she's still in the school mindset when we pick her up from school. She's still thinking that way. She's excited to be home, but we're giving her a little reprieve, a little snack, maybe some horse riding, and then she knows there's still more work to do. So not only does it work with your kids, it works with your husband or wife. What are the things we got to do this weekend? When would you like to do them by? How will we know if we did them right? How will we know if there's more action items required at the end of it? Closing those loops 
start to increase the efficiency of communication, which is ultimately what we are finding is breaking down. It's not that we're not saying things. We're saying too many words that don't say enough. Learn how to say more with less. By simply doing that and focusing on that, your life begins to change. Don't be afraid to state your intention for every aspect of your life to those people that are involved in that part of life. What I mean by that, if you're going to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym at this time, I'm going to work out this body part for this long, and I know I'm going to be successful and completed when this desired outcome happens. Fantastic. There's no, there's no room for interpretation. That works all the way through your life, my friend. So if you just implement the closed feedback loops, I, I promise you life gets easier, more communicative, and more enjoyable. I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.